Joe! Go, go, Joe! Go, go, Joe! Hello, and welcome back to the Go, 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 Joe podcast. I am one of your hosts, Avital. And I'm the other one. I'm Abigail. Hello. Um, so, I am not looking forward to this one. <laughs> Um, yeah, it's it's not like last time where Avital's going to go on about the terrible way that the the show like handles just in general the show thing. It's a bit more than that. It is, and I am being one hundred percent serious. My least favorite part of this film, and actual trigger warning for sexual assault. Yeah, especially if you were like, if you like. Um, Workplace. Workplace. Related. Um, Genuinely. Yeah, woman perpetrator, male victim. Like, it's unbelievable that this is something that's in this kid's show and movie, but like, actually. So if this is something that you do not want to listen to, please join us again next episode. I will also give a stronger trigger warning when we really get into the part that's like depicting the assault. But... Let's start at the beginning! <laughs> so we finish uh, the last number on the delightful word DIE! <laughs> and then hard cut to the narrator looking down and then looking up really dramatically, continuing the story. Joseph was taken to Egypt in she's, chains. She's at the front of the stage, the curtains are closed again. She's very zoomed in and she just looks up, giving you just right in there. Again, we know this, we've talked about this. And then she says, Joseph was taken to Egypt, where he was bought by a captain named Potiphar. She goes behind the curtains, she kind of gives this little like peek out, like whoop, and then goes behind it, and then we zoom out, the curtains open into this um, Lynchian nightmare, honestly. Very, <laughs> I love it. very black. Ignore Abital, it's great. <laughs> very Twin Peaks, very Black Lodge, red curtains and black and white everything. Black and, and white triangles, because it's Egypt, so it's got to remind you that in Egypt there are pyramids. And continuing in the Lynchian vein, you see this triangle and it zooms in, zooms down this very, very, very long hallway until you finally, and the music's super dramatic, until you finally reach a room with a very long table with the narrator sitting at the end. And I hated it. I this. love what they do with the perspective on it. It pissed me off as a kid because I'm like, well, now the kids in the audience can't see anything. It's too far away. I didn't really think about it. I literally put myself in the shoes of these children and I'm like, and I'm just imagining them sitting there just like, like squinting, trying to work out what's going on. And I'm just hearing really far away. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay. The children can magic themselves onto the stage. Obviously, now as an adult, I'm like, okay, this is an interesting like way to use, you know, break the format. But as a kid, I'm like, no, they can't see. You might have been the, a little too literal with it. Then again, it's probably good that the kids aren't watching this scene up <laughs> yeah, close. Yeah. So we zoom in. The narrator is sitting at the edge of the table, and she's wearing nerd glasses, nerd specs. Yeah. Everybody's wearing nerd specs. Everyone except Potiphar, Potiphar's wife, and Joseph. And Potiphar's wife's concubines? I was just gonna say bitches. Ladies mates? I was just gonna say the, her bitches. <laughs> Minions. <yeah. laughs> um, and 
we start off with this number, which I'll dissect the song a bit more in the, in the second half of the episode. But it's very like 1920s-esque. Yeah, like, everything with the black and white. Everyone's got like these, like, the clothes are inspired by it. It's like a fusion of, of 1920s outfits and ancient Egypt. Yeah, it's... it's, it's Pinstripes. It's spats. Weird. It's weird glasses. And what, everyone has slicked back hair. And so we start off... Potiphar very few cares. He was one of Egypt's millionaires, and the three men standing behind the narrator and the narrator just do money hands. They just do millionaires, which I think is cute. Here's a question that I have: Why are they in white face? Why is everybody painted white? Because they look like nineteen twenties movie stars, and like um, if you think of like um, the Shake and and Rudolph Valentino, I can't say his name right. Sorry. <laughs> Uh, but the big deal movie star of the time, and he would have the, for the black and white. They would have the dramatic makeup on, which they have. They have like they have like the black eyeshadow going on, so it looks yeah. So it makes it feel like all twenties and jazzy and and cool. No, it's the black people don't have white face. That's what's confusing. <laughs> is that all of the white people? Are painted lighter, except for Joseph, because it's not white face. I know it's not white face. Obviously, I know it's not white face. But I'm saying it was always really weird. Like I never got what. Why are they being? I still have it. You hadn't watched a lot of old silent films. By the time I was five, yeah, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, so it was one for the adults. Just remind you that this is a family show. God damn it! <laughs> That's one for the adults. This, this number is 100% for the adults in so many ways, even ignoring the second half of the number. Just the fact that they're talking about how he made a fortune buying shares in pyramids. <laughs> Nobody knows. I didn't know what that was. I thought that meant he lived in a pyramid, and that pissed me off because I knew that people didn't live in pyramids. I'm like, um, no, the Egyptians, um, actually, Egyptians didn't live in pyramids. They were buried in pyramids. Wrong. Like, I was literally like, what are you talking about? They didn't live in pyramids. You just spent the entire time arguing with the screen. I was a very literal child. Everything, I was like, what are you talking about? Um, also, owned a large percentage of the Nile. I didn't, what does that mean? I just thought that was funny because I knew what the Nile was, so. <laughs> I do like the hand movements they do on of the Nile. I think that's pretty iconic, actually. They do like little Egyptian dancing moves. Very minor, but it's, it's very nice. Uh, and then, <laughs> meant that I could really live in style. Potiphar puts on Buddha in his hands and one of the... <laughs> Servants comes and like blows on his nails and then just like gives a goofy smile. Um, something to notice at this point, everybody is already on on uh, screen. They've all like put piles of these comically large coins onto the table, and all of the male servants are the brothers. Yeah, so it gives you that a feeling again of like it's a stage production. So. People who aren't in this scene can play the background characters. Chorus, yeah. That's the one. And it's, 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 <laughs> they look so weird, like, without <laughs> their beards and without their hair, without the outfits. Like, it, you need to take a second to really understand who's who. So the guy giving the goofy smile behind Potiphar's nails, that's Reuben. <laughs> um, and I also, like, meant that I could really live in style. And he did, oh, I did. <laughs> It's like he needs to remember. 
Um, he's just got to, he's just there to say some lines to be all camp, really. That's oh, what it is. very camp. This whole number, this whole musical obviously is very mm-hmm. camp, but this is like deliberately camp. And then Joseph comes in holding this 1920s telephone. As <laughs> also like, black and white. Also, everything is black and white. Every, everything is black and white. And he's like pushing down the line of the other servants. And you know what? I like that this is a parallel, a callback to what was with the yes. brothers. Where he's walking by them and they all like hate him and they don't want him to get by. And one of them like comes to grab at him from the back. So they're standing like neatly like servants. And then every time he pushes past one of them, they do like. Aah. And I didn't notice this until right now when we watched it. I was like, oh, a cinematic parallel. Well done. Good, good job, you. See, I think this one's well put together in a way the last scene wasn't. Very that. Very that. Um, so he walks up, he gives him the telephone. We get the rest of the lyrics dumped on us. <laughs> he got a promotion. Yay! And then they're walking down the hallway. Yeah, Joseph hasn't learned. So he was like, oh, the favorite. And... Everyone hated him, and now he's the favorite again, and he doesn't know how to make people not hate him. Yeah, only, like, I mean, this time the thing that dooms him really was not his fault. Um, they might have helped him out in the household. Mm-hmm. That, that's sort of what's being sold. Yeah. So, they're walking down this random hallway that we assume is in Potiphar's entirely triangulated palace. And I just needed to point this out, because the way Maria Friedman sings... So fine is like I just literally wrote so fine voice crack sexy. <laughs> I yeah. I can't help it. Yeah, they're walking down those corridors like it's the West Wing, but they're walking slowly. Yes, <laughs> and then it's all there in chapter thirty nine of Genesis. Biblical callback. It's like hi, let's throw in more ways to show you this is a biblical story. Yes, you need to be reminded of that right before this part of the scene. Um, so remember how I told you how I didn't know the word Bible? <laughs> I also didn't know the word Genesis. Yeah. Because for me, it was Bereshit. <laughs> so I didn't know what they meant when they said it's all there in chapter 39 of Genesis. Because not only is it a different name in a different language, we also don't use numbers with the chapters. We use gematria. We use no- like lettered numbers. So it's not 39. It would be... What a... Lamed... Yeah, I haven't done Gematrian forever. (laughs) Lamentet. So I was just like, what are are you talking about? And then, hard cut to tits. Hard cut to titties. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. No. (laughs) We have to go back a second because I'm into the lighting as well. (laughs) Because because they mention Potiphar's wife and it goes purple in the back. And then when you go to her boudoir, the background lighting is purple. It is definitely a boudoir. It was really cute. Little little touches here and there that even though this is going to be a lot of problematic coming up, oh. it's still, there's lots of fun, unfortunately. <laughs> yeah. Hard cut to titties, this pyramid of women who are wearing, like they're all, they're covered head to toe, but in sheer, like, it's like they're wearing a, f- a full length, like tights. Yeah, like a body stocking. A body stocking with bedazzled nipples. Yes. 
and very small like fringe skirts again call back to the 1920s and then they've got these sort of egyptian style headdresses on as which well. are also fringe but they are for all intents and purposes tits out this is the boudoir this is where the sex happens and it's not happening with potiphar Mm-mm. uh and potiphar's wife uh joan collins is dressed in her very slinky outfit and her tits are also out there's a boob window yeah a boob it's, window? It's, not a, it's not a boob window it's a boob balcony ah yeah that's what it is and it's also bedazzled nipple yeah area. yeah they're not naked but they look fully naked and it took me a while to process this as a child like because seeing women naked wasn't like a big deal for me as a kid because you go into women's dressing rooms and you yeah. see your friends changing or your parents or your your sister like whatever you see there's a different women. yeah there's a difference between someone being naked and someone hiding the naughty bits yeah it's it's there's a i don't have a problem with nudity but this is explicitly sexualized nudity yeah you are supposed to be titillated by these titties mm-hmm. and it, it it took me a while to like when I was a little bit older, when I say a little bit older, I mean 10, 11, when this started making me like uncomfortable or to feel things, as you say, because I'm like, oh, this is sexual, which I didn't, obviously didn't understand that as like a five-year-old. Um, <laughs> also on the costuming though, just to throw it into not such an awkward territory, um, to have, to continue the Egyptian theme, you've got Potiphar's wife wearing this sort of Nefertiti crown thing. Yeah. Oh, she looks incredible. Yeah. I did. I did write this later. The makeup in this scene is um, amazing. I want her to, mouth. I want to re her mouth, the eyeshadow. I want to recreate that look. It's stunning. Like she's amazing. She looks so good. And also the makeup on everybody else, the silver lips. It's really good. I keep forgetting to look up how old she is in when this is being recorded and but she's amazing. <laughs> she is incredible and I feel like for all of the people like me who their women loving women awakening was Maria Friedman, <laughs> all of the MILF lovers, it was Joan Collins. Joan Collins made you realize you like <laughs> MILFs because she is a MILF in this film. Um, I like the, you're mine, and then zoom in to her face going, shock. Oh. (laughs) Yeah, that's it, exactly. Amazing. (laughs) Incredible acting. Oh, so. She only has a couple of lines. Literally a couple. Literally two. But all her noises and her faces, they're not Donny Osman. No. Put it that way. Definitely not. (laughs) Um, so I realized that in this scene, we have two more actors who absolutely refuse to sing, and that is Joan Collins and Ian McNeese. They will not sing, no music will escape their lips, they will speak, and only that. Alright. They saw that Richard was able to get away with it, and they're like, oh, fuck that, I'm not singing. But I'd argue that there were points where Jacob was supposed to be singing... And then they gave up on that. And this, you can argue, they're just doing the conversation bits. True. We will discuss this further when we compare pre- <laughs> pre- previous versions because it's completely different. Yeah. Oh, also, um, I like that when um, the narrator's describing her, she was beautiful, but 
evil. And that's Joan Collins joining in on that. She's like, I'm owning this. I am that bad bitch. Yeah, so good. Okay, and now is where I really emphasize if you have any sort of triggering around sexual assaults of this nature, please stop listening from now on. We will see you in the next episode. Joseph walks in with this tray of glasses. Getting distracted. <laughs> this is the bit I don't like. Oh, no, um, this is the bit you don't okay, like. Look, it's interesting to have this discussion. Um, so I'm not saying, ooh, it's great what's going on in the scene. I just got real distracted by those stu- glasses stuck <laughs> on the tray. Just the biggest prop tray you've ever seen. <laughs> and I'm watching this. And, and it's like almost 90 degrees, I'm sure. And he walks in trying to give these lovely ladies just some drinks, and they're Ladies and gentlemen. At the beginning, it's just the ladies, though. Um, And they're all just groping him and grabbing at him. And I'm just like, please, please just take a drink and leave this man alone. He's just trying to do his job. Please leave him alone. And here's where I ask, is Donny Osmond acting in this scene? I hope so, because if that's how he reacts genuinely in real life, I think he has a problem. But also, um, he's good at some of this yes he is the, the, there are times in which there are close-ups on his face when he's not trying to be funny yeah where it actually works that's probably it he's all right at not not doing the funny yeah because when he when he tries to be funny he's trying to be funny so another misheard lyric of mine as a child was every morning she would beckon <laughs> i thought it was every morning she would beg him and then I would be like, but that's not begging. <laughs> yeah. Like, that is the opposite. She's not begging. She is just saying, come and lie with me, love. Which the fact that they included that sentence, again, in a children okay. family show. Okay. Not defending. That is literally the line from the Bible. I know. It's not. And that is not, that is a book they keep teaching kids. So, I know. I know. You know. But this is also one of the parts that they glaze over or censor when you're learning it as a kid they do at least for me they never you don't know what sex is when you're learning this shit in first grade they're like she was i don't remember what they taught me but it probably depends on your school because i i know kids who just went through absolutely everything um listen i remember when i was in uh when i was in elementary school we completely glossed over like everything that happened to dina and you have a Like, I remember. But they left in uh, the child sacrifice stuff. Funny, their priorities. Yeah, well, we know this. Showing violence to kids is okay, but anything mildly sexual is horrible. But also, what's interesting there is showing violence against children is okay. It's just what it is. What it is. We can't. Yeah, that's, that's another question. Uh, that's, yeah. that's another topic. Tangent over. <laughs> Please stop, I don't believe in free love. What? What? I told you. What does that mean? I told you, this is upper middle class and upper class white boys from the UK writing something in the late 60s. I, it, this confused me so much because I'm like, what does that have to do with anything? Because my parents are like, hippies light I would say so I kind of knew like about 
free love. I was like, what does this have to do with anything? <laughs> why also, why don't you believe in free love? Do you think you should pay for love? What are you talking about? <laughs> what do you mean? And then just, I have to say this because it, it was so funny. When she says, pity. The both of us, three times we watched it, this scene in a row, every time we just went, <laughs> yeah because it's really annoying because it's like it is it is girl boss feminism but it's quite hot yeah she just goes pity we're just like Ooh. <laughs> like on the one hand yikes on the other hand yes <laughs> basically yeah there's like the the, 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 the horny horn I don't know what instrument that is but it's very I think it's a clarinet maybe um, it's played this whole thing is played as funny it's played for laughs there's yeah but then you look at Donny Osmond's face but then he he does play it for laughs he goes like whoa <laughs> yeah it's 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 playing into that ooh uh, British people don't get sex really um I'll take your word for it. Yeah, it's, it's 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 definitely got that sort of flavor to it. But they're also aware this is not good. This is a bad thing that's happening. But also, it's still a bit funny when it's a woman doing it. Yeah, right? it's a sexy yeah. woman. Aww. It was but like there's There's like real fear in his eyes. Yeah, he's doing a good job. But which is really weird when you then have the two like male assistants, slaves, coming and grabbing him on either side and pushing him to the ground while there's a little, what's it, what's the instrument called? The swanny whistle. Yeah, there's a, yeah, it's a slapstick sound if he's pushed down. I'm like, please, no, no, stop this. Yeah, I don't think this is anything where you can, you can actually strike the balance of this as funny mm. and this is bad that's oh, yeah. going on in serious. Yeah, on, on the one hand, this is when I noticed that the, the men are wearing suspenders and I thought that was funny. <laughs> They're like having like these like Egyptian collars and then they have suspenders. Pinstripes. They're pinstripes <laughs> and then they have suspenders to their their loincloths. <laughs> and then they have the long white white um, socks on and like the black dress shoes. It's, yeah. And, it's and then, great costuming. <laughs> and at this point, this is when the music becomes what I said earlier is the Da -na 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 -da 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 of Egyptian music. <laughs> like, if the, the most generic way to be like, oh, we're in Egypt now. Yeah, like, look up stock Egypt music. It's, it's this. It's literally just this part. And here we get the worst part of the scene in which Potiphar's wife, Mrs. Potiphar, gestures two of her ladies-in-waiting to pick Joseph up off the ground and remove his clothes. They start, and while, the, while this is going on, the music is like burlesque music. It's like, -na 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 -na. it's like, it's played as like, ooh, sexy. And he's having like his collar taken off and he's like, please don't do this. And they and play with his doing the opposite of burlesque. He's, it's, it's, he's, he's got his shoulders up by his ears. He is hunched over like he's little and he, you know he's like and he's like for this trying like, to fight them off and, and he knows he can't do anything because it's his boss and he's outnumbered in this situation and he doesn't believe in free love he so. doesn't believe in free love and then they 
And is he still 17 at this point? I don't think so. I think this has been a few years. Right, okay. Um, but the, the girls take him to Potiphar's wife, and she turns him to face her, and she opens his shirt on the, on the beat, yeah. while one of the women in the background shrieks on every open. She goes like, Woo! Yes! Woo! The woo voice! Woo! woo! I can map those out in the music. And she takes off his shirt. And this is where, even as a very young child, I was made very uncomfortable. Because, as I said before, the sight of naked women was never a thing for me. But the sight of a naked man, or a near-naked man, I was like, no, 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 no. Put that away. That's his body. He needs to keep, you know. He's clearly not showing it off because he wants to. He needs, my body, I keep my body to myself. You keep your body to yourself. Things we learn as kids. And I'm like, and he's a nice Jewish boy. He's a nice Jewish boy. Just let him keep his shirt on. And he's clearly very uncomfortable. And I I literally wrote, nope, nope, not sexy fun. Stop that music. She's turning him around. She like rubs her hands down his torso. She turns around and like grabs grabs his ass. And it's awful. And then she like blows on his ear from behind. That's a bit funny because then he's like batting it away and trying to move his wig out of his face again. And then she turns him back around to face her and pushes him onto the floor and puts a foot on his torso. And I just wrote very large. Nope. <laughs> yeah, it's very, it's very, then it's like very posed, like she won. Yeah. The battle of the sexes. Yeah, it's, it is very that. Oh, oh, it's just very bad. And then we cut back, thank God, to Potiphar was in the den below the bedroom counting shekels yes which were definitely not shekels because shekels a didn't exist b even if they did why would they be using them in egypt but you know know, shekels just meant no they use shekels in the bible yeah but like this is very clear like a weight of the area yeah but he wouldn't be counting shekels yeah because it was lumps of metal yeah Yeah. and it is not not a triangular abacus because triangles because egypt and the 1920s and also now that i come to think of it um not very helpful (laughs) no it's 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 like because i was thinking oh this is like a little wig nudge nudge because like oh israel and whatever shekels haha let's make a little let's throw in a little something but now that i think about it this is one of the first songs i don't think israel was using shekels in the 1960s. I think we had Lila. Sure. So this yeah. is a biblical reference. It is definitely a biblical reference. Yeah. I just realized that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more you know. <laughs> uh, when he heard a mighty rumpus clattering above him. They don't use a sound for that bit, do they? No, they don't. He just looks up. That's actually funny. They could have used a sound cue and they didn't. And then we get this like... I love this bit. Bird's eye view... <laughs> Of <laughs> basically straight up an orgy. Because I was trying to work out what was going on. It's it's literally just a mass of bodies. Writhing bodies. Writhing bodies. There's nothing explicitly sexual, but it's 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 what's implied. And everybody's like giggling and being like, oh, that's so pink and um I was trying to work out where Joseph was. Yeah, I think he's up I I thought he was crushed underneath everybody. I thought this this boy had been crushed. Honestly, possible. Oh. And then he grabs the money. Gold will never make him happy. And he's holding silver. And I'm like, but 
What? <laughs> He's holding silver. What? What? And he throws it dramatically and then across the table towards the camera. Nice shot. <laughs> if you would have this, if there would have been 3D, this would have been amazing. <laughs> and then letting out a mighty roar. And he does. He does. Twice. Maria giving us vocals. Oh man. Oh my gosh, she sounds amazing. And he just goes. Ah, and he goes rah, through the door, through the, the, the glass doors, while everybody like sits up from the orgy, and Joseph, like, oh, we've all been caught. And Joseph is like, I'm terrified. Yeah. And Potiphar's wife also just like pushes, yeah, just like like taps him essentially, just backs him off the bed, pushes him away. Yeah. Um. So unbothered. Yeah. Like she's had her fun. She's had her fun. She picks up her long Corella Deville cigarette. Oh man, yeah. <laughs> uh, I another example again. Just, no, I'm not gonna sing. I will say this. I will say, Joseph, I'll see you rot in jail. The things you have done are beyond the pale. Yeah. What does that mean? <laughs> yeah. So I thought. I'm sorry. Little bit of little bit of a confusion. This was my confusion. Um, so I thought the pale referred to the pale of the settlement, which is um, in the Russian Empire. That's where all the Jews got dumped in the turn of the century. Um, yeah, um, they all got moved out of the cities and moved to, to, to the pale of the settlement. It turns out, no, it's somewhere in Ireland, and that's where... Uh, it's like the countryside or something, and so it's actually a British thing. But what does that mean? So, the, the, what does the phrase mean when you say beyond the pale is like uh, beyond uh, just bad, just just bad yeah. things you've done are bad. It's beyond the pale. It's it's beyond like uh, there's no. It's it's very uncivilized essentially because oh. it's out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, you know, being assaulted, how uncivilized. Yeah, uh, and then he gets grabbed up, and then we get a reprise of the poor, poor Joseph <laughs> motif. Only this time it's poor, poor Joseph locked up in a cell. Things ain't going, going well, well. okay? <laughs> locked up in a cell. I like that bit. And, <laughs> because then they throw him in the cell. Wait, wait, wait. Before then, he's like being dragged to the cell while Potiphar goes back to answering phone calls. Yeah, and... they've not fixed their marriage with no. this. And he, there's very, very distinct 90s <laughs> But like you've got all the all the background servants are also really happy because remember they don't like Joseph because yeah, he, he, got he was the head of the household. And so they're very happy to have got rid of him. And he gets thrown into the cell. <laughs> and Donny Osmond goes right back to his delightful acting of Ah, uh, hands, waving his hands and feet in the air. What I love is like you, it's a little closer up, and I think it was slowed down a little bit because then when it zooms out, it's a lot faster. <laughs> but also, what I love is what they've done is they've CGI'd some brick. It's like this this tube of brick, except because they're throwing him down there, you're going too fast to see it's brick. Because um, you can see it from the top that it's it's supposed to look like brick, but it just looks like. I don't know, like tartan or something. It just looks like ass. Yeah. <laughs> and his hair is not at all moving in the way that hair would in this scenario. It's just like blowing kind of all over the place <laughs> rather than back. And as we were watching it for the second time, I realized, oh, 
well, they can't blow on it violently because then it'll fly off. <laughs> <laughs> and then he falls. And also, as a child, I would be like, oh no, he's dead. <laughs> yeah, like he's fallen so far. That it felt he, like he was falling forever. He's dead. That man has died. And then, <laughs> Straight on his face. Yeah, even I'm pretty sure from like the height. When you see him like down there with the bars, I'm pretty sure just from the height from where we see the bars starting, <laughs> yeah. he would have been like seriously injured or at least like he fell on his face. He, whoa, he's he's like, broken a lot of bones. And the fact that he, the, the sound is just like a... <laughs> and not a splat. Not a squish. And I don't know. There's something about the way he's positioned that's also quite funny. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then everybody looks in a circle all looking around. And, and there's fog... For no reason. Like, Drama. No, there's just fog. And I'm like, what? And now Joseph is trapped in his tube-shaped cell. Locked up in a cell. Right, and we are back for part two. Um, so generally, something I think pretty interesting about this song is that it is basically the same throughout all of its iterations, like very minor changes that I will get into, but generally it's always had the 20s vibe, it's always been a little bit slapstick vaudeville, there have been a lot of the same jokes <laughs> throughout the years, uh, so let us begin. 1969, the concept album, very, very 20s, it's all in third person, there is no point in which the character of Potiphar refers to himself because it's a concept album. There aren't any characters. Uh, in this version, the Potiphar was da 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 da. It doesn't speed up. There's no uh, accelerando. Whoops. Bad musician moment. It is pronounced accelerando because it is Italian. Please ignore how I say it for the rest of the episode. I was wrong. There is none of that. It's just the same tempo the whole way through. And there is a minor lyric change even. Instead of letting out a mighty roar, it's suddenly they heard a roar. <laughs> Potiphar burst through the door. And then the poor, poor Joseph is all sung by the kids. So it's, it, yeah, yeah, it's quite boring actually. Uh, <laughs> now we're getting into the 1972, the television version, which I will let Abigail detail uh, the visuals of extensively in just a moment. First, musically speaking. So in the previous version, uh, this was sung through by one guy with one other person adding harmonies every few lines. Here, everybody's singing. This is a group number, first and foremost. Everybody's singing in full harmony. This is where we get the accelerando. This is the first instance of it. Uh, Come in line with me, love, is sung by Potiphar's wife, but there is no roar. No roar. No roar. And uh, please stop, I won't, I don't believe in free love, is sung by everybody and not just Joseph. Like, everybody's still singing Everybody's along. really not into it, apart from Potiphar's yeah. wife. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a bit of a drier version. Um... Do you want to get into it now, or should I finish my my it my bit? So much. <laughs> I think you're on a you're in a groove. I'm on a roll. I'm on a roll. So let's go. Uh, 1973, which is the West End version. Everything is in a very posh accent. <laughs> it's very so. 
you know, or the e, they become yeah. Because like, uh, before you had Potiphar doing this voice that was like kind of a bit Cockney sounding. Yeah, just the narrator here, who's still a man, is singing just in a had very he had yeah. very few cares. Joseph, it's it's very like overdone posh. But like Maria Friedman does the same sort of. But it's not as bad. It doesn't have the no. Ink. But it's got that cut glass kind of. 1920s film star kind of yes. This is very received, like, uh, received pronunciation. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, actually, like, they don't say actually, but because that, that's that word. There's that word, but that vowel. (laughs) So this is back to, similar to the 1969 version, where it's just the narrator and one other guy adding harmonies occasionally. Here, the kids join in the Joseph was an unimportant slave. They're here now, suddenly. This is the first time we get the roar. We get the roar. And when Potiphar does eventually sing with the Joseph, I'll see you rot in jail, he does a really weird, like, kind of racist accent, but I don't know who it's racist towards. It's just, it's it's definitely classics. Yeah, there's something about it, like, but, but, I, I can't even describe it. Go listen to it if you're curious. It's really weird. Uh, 1982, the Broadway version. This is the only instance in which Potiphar is the soloist of the whole song. And he keeps switching from first and third person, and it's really confusing. And I'm really glad they stopped doing this, because it's bad. And it doesn't make any sense. No. Like, that's what the narrator's for. Like, to tell he, the story. Yeah, he would be like, Potiphar had very few cares. I was one of Egypt's millionaires. And then go back. It's strange. Like, I literally wrote at the end, I don't know who's singing this song. <laughs> I don't know. I can't tell because the male voices aren't distinct, like distinctive enough for me to tell whether somebody else is singing in different parts of the song or whether it's all Potiphar. I can't tell because he's singing sometimes in third and sometimes in first person. Um, there's a really weird bit after the, the, the Accelerando part. So it's, um, consequently, much more smarter, even with devotion. And then there's a pause, and the female singers just go like, ha, 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 yeah. ha. There's like a dance break there, I think. And then it stops. It and then sounds it goes, like, pop, 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 yeah. pop, 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 pop. <laughs> like, and then it goes back into, Potiphar can see that Joseph was a cut of ice. It's so strange. <laughs> it's so weird. Um, here, please stop, I don't believe a f- in free love is spoken it is no longer sung um he just says it please stop i don't believe in free love suddenly the narrator is back she's been gone this whole time <laughs> she comes back in just like letting out a mighty roar but like belting and she's been gone this whole song so you forgot that she was there <laughs> this yeah this is just a really confusing way to do this song i'm really glad they stopped uh, on to the 1999 London Revival. This is really just basically the same thing. The film did the same thing as this, um, as this version. The only, the only difference is there's a line that was later cut. Uh, it's this little ad-lib sounding thing that Potiphar <laughs> says after it's all there in chapter 39 of Genesis. And he says, don't believe everything you read, dear. <laughs> which they then also did in the Canadian cast, which again, the Canadian cast is very much like the, the, the London cast. Only here Potiphar is 
very posh. <laughs> very, 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 very posh. He's rolling his R's. Very, it's like absurd because it's the Canadians and we've already figured out what they do to cultures that aren't their own. <laughs> Take it away. All right. There's a lot going on this time. So you've got the children's choir, they they uh, they do their bit where they say, Joseph was taken to Egypt in chains and sold, and then they repeat, Joseph was taken to Egypt in chains and sold, and then we open on what is basically the temple scene from Jesus Christ Superstar. Which is made so much better by the fact that you realize that this version was made after Jesus Christ Superstar as like a prequel. So this is just very clearly just the temple scene. Also, there's definitely music from Jesus Christ Superstar in this. So that's da 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 I recognize that. I'm not a music person. I'm just like, that is just straight. It's, that's just that. Yeah. And then you've got the dancing girls, which, they're... Literally the dancing girls from Asterix and Obelix. Yes. Yes, it is. It's the dancing girls from Asterix and Obelix. But this one of them, the one in like the green dress, she has a whole story. There's clearly a background going on that she's like invented this whole thing. She's kind of flirting with the Ishmaelites as they come in. She's like interacting with the camel. And every time somebody passes her, she like stops dancing, disappointed. Then every time somebody new comes, she starts dancing yeah, again. Yeah. She's trying to get a job. And then Joseph comes in when they're like, uh, when they're like, yeah, he walks in across the stage and, like, she's interested. Mm -hmm. But, like, she knows she's not getting any money out of him because he's, he's all colored up. <laughs> he's, and he's already shirtless at this point. Yeah. So, at least there's, like... <laughs> like, maybe there's better, better parts of this in terms of... In terms of the discomfort? Yeah. <laughs> anyway, and then... Potiphar and his wife walk in looking to buy a slave and the dancing girls are all going up to Potiphar and he's all flirting with them and he and Potiphar's wife blows smoke in the face of one of the dancing girls is it smoke? yeah because she's holding a cigarette oh I thought she just spat in her <laughs> I thought that too for a second because it looked too strong oh wow okay it's not super clear it, it was filmed in the 70s you can't it's not and, our fault. And recorded off of Israeli television in the <laughs> <Yeah>. 90s. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they're, they're walking through the slave market and all the, yes, yeah, so they've got all the slave girls kind of flirting. She's pushing them aside. She's being horrible to them. He's kind of into it. But I, it feels like this is a game they play. Like they're looking for their new sexual slave to like play their weird psychosexual games in their household with essentially there's a lot going on behind the scenes that we don't delve into i mean i don't see it but go off uh, <laughs> we'll get there we'll get there um because their faces both of their faces when they see joseph yes is sexual interest yes okay so You've got Potiphar. Just describe their costumes. Yes, please. <laughs> Joseph's in his little blue skirt, tiny little blue skirt and a collar. Mm -hmm. um, and then Potiphar is wearing uh, like a boater hat. Yep. And he's got a cane. <laughs> yep. Because not to the 1920s. 
and then he's got his little gold skirt on and <laughs> um, one of those sort of Egyptian collars. So you've got the same sort of fusion because they're leaning into that 1920s Egyptian fusion. I would like to say uh, I do quite enjoy the difference between how Potiphar's wife was played up until this, like from here until <laughs> the film and how significant the difference between a cougar and a milf is. <laughs> because the way that Potiphar's wife is both dressed and acted, even when you listen to the other versions, the way she says, come and lie with me, love, and the pity, it is very much giving you bored housewife. Exactly, and she's dressed that way. She's in like this silky negligee robe thing with like like the, all the fur lining on it yeah, and like this and it's, beehive and it's like see-through and <laughs> yeah yeah the beehive, beehive hair yeah yeah and and yes she is stuck at home yeah with, and she wants a toy to play with yes it is it it, it, it is very much that archetype of the bored housewife who doesn't get anything from her husband and wants because he's clearly not figured out his sexual interest. He's wearing very small gold <laughs> shorts. <laughs> so I like I like the way they wrap the they wrap up Joseph like a present and stick a bow on him. That's quite funny. They put brown parcel paper around him and stick a bow on the front. It's wonderful. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. Um, so you've got again you've got the the brothers standing in this kind of here backup dancers um they're all now dressed in like little pink skirts and they they also have the boaters and the canes so they can do their cane dance but i think they're also wearing like plimsolls on their feet like like boat shoes maybe it I don't looks know. like they're barefoot but they're making like tap movements with their feet but they're okay. not wearing tap shoes no it looks like plimsolls to me so like like sort of slip-on something you'd wear on a boat a little bit 1920s as well. Anyway, they do that that little cane dance. Um, you know what I noticed? Gone. They're all shirtless except for the fat one. Yeah, he's in like a little stripy pink vest, um, which is tank top for the Americans. Um, yeah. And I was like, hey, come on. He also has a scarf on. Did you see that? He does. Yeah, it's also stripy, a different stripe. Um, well, like, come on, everybody's tits out. Yeah, I don't know. It might have been his choice. Maybe. He's not bad at the dancing, actually. No, he's That's actually... why they've got him at the front. Yeah, the dancing in general is bad. <laughs> They're doing their best, and it's... Uh, I, I imagine it was better when they'd had a bit more rehearsal. Because, uh, again, they're doing the thing where not everyone's quite in time and someone's doing something else, and you're not sure... This was very clearly done if in one take. Yeah, if they chose that or... Yeah. And they do a lot of little fun things, though, where they're, like, dancing with the canes um, and they're kicking their legs in the air and they're... Uh, they're doing, like, this, like, clockwork kind of movement during the... Da, 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 yeah. da, 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 which, if it was tight, it would look amazing. But yeah. it isn't, so it's still amazing. So, so it probably was, like much tighter when they got it to the stage and, oh. and it would have looked fun um now it's delightful <laughs> yeah it's fun because it's like their dress rehearsal essentially and the narrator's <laughs> also dancing in the background oh my god <laughs> so you've got you've got potiphar and joseph in the middle and they've cemented their relationship and then they wander off 
<laughs> and as they're doing that, you've got... Okay, this is going to be... A, li- a lot of this is going to be, be like British things, but um, the narrator kind of does this little shuffly pretending to run dance. He looks like he's doing a Bruce Forsyth, which means something to people who watched a lot of British TV forever until that guy died. Um, I'll take your word for it. Yeah, I'll show you later. Um, <laughs> but, but yeah, he would do this little... He would do this little dance on the stage that looked like that. And that's probably where it was taken from. Because this guy was already doing TV at this point, And he'd yes. been on stage for a million years before then. Yes, and our dear so, friends in the production do not like originality. Yeah. So, um, so yeah. So... Potiphar and Joseph have gone off to do something. He, he makes him the leader of his house. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then Potiphar's wife kind of slinks in. Well, she's all bored and now she's got some male attention from the, the brothers. Um, and <laughs> they all do a little dance around her. When they go to She Was Beautiful But Evil, they all go into a circle around her and she like turns and like touches each of them and everyone like lifts up his hat. <laughs> and I'm, I was watching this, I was like, hey, hat boners. <laughs> yeah, so she's all like flirty with them. And then Joseph's back. Joseph's back. And he's trying to join in with the dancing again, but she drags him off to seduce him. And he's not super into it. No. Um, see, you were saying before how you didn't think that Donny Osmond was acting, that he was there. <laughs> I disagreed. However, Gary Bond is giving me very much, I'm a gay man trying to avoid a sexual interaction with a woman. <laughs> okay, but it's also, it's also sort of this classic British farce of she's like she's like trying to seduce him and he's an awkward British man so so true I didn't think about it like so he's doing all these kind of faces like oh what's going on yeah (laughs) I can't really help what's going on here I'll just go along with it and then they kind of dance they do like a little waltz around for a bit yeah this this is significantly less gross than the other version because Gary Bond is hamming it up to the point where it, yeah. it, it, it is funny. There isn't the fear in his eyes that Donny Osmond has. Yeah, he's just pulling silly gurney faces. Yeah, and he's already shirtless, so he's not being stripped. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she doesn't throw him down on the floor. No. And she doesn't have minions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's still he's still not sure if he's enjoying it or not, but then you cut to to Potiphar. Counting. This is why I think he's got some weird sex things going on as well <laughs> using his servants as furniture that's weird <laughs> counting shekels on the back of one of them and then you're sitting on the back of the other one it's and, and they don't do the raw hair again so I was also sad about that but then when he hears the mighty rumpus and he gets mad he pushes the man table over <laughs> And then he gets up and he like, and two of the guys are making a door. They have like their their like arms swing door, like a western swing door. And he pushes through and they close it. And then he just turns <laughs> to the camera. <laughs> but he's like, he's t- 
twirling and he's throwing his arms in the air like he's he's like a teenage girl who's uh, very <laughs> exasperated. He's like, oh my god! Yeah, he throws his arms like woohoo! But he's not making a woohoo face. Well, the other arms are still in frame, so it looks like he's trying to become the door. <laughs> I don't know what's going on, but it's funny. It's very funny because then you would expect him to burst back through the arm doors. But, but no! They found a paper door, so he burst through that instead. He literally goes behind and he just, there's, you see Joseph and Potiphar's wife like lying down. They're lying down with like their knees are at the front and then, and then their heads towards the door and then the door's behind them. So you can't see their heads. And he tears through this piece of paper. <laughs> and then they sit up from where they've been like canoodling and they're all like, Oh no! <laughs> Another way to make this less creepy, Gary Bond looks like he's regretful. He's like, he's yeah, like oh, he was, this is bad. He was, he was doing, he was involved in some way, and then he's like, yeah, oops, more of an oops than, uh, please save me. Yes. <laughs> Anything's better than this. Yes. <laughs> I'll go to jail, fine. <laughs> I need, I, I just. When we saw this, the very first time we saw this, months and months ago, this moment where he burst through the paper door, we freaking lost it. We started, like, screaming. It was unbelievable. Again, please go find this and watch it. We will repeat this every time. Yeah. And then when he, when Potiphar sends him to jail, <laughs> he stays put. He stands at the back where he burst through the door with his hands on his hips, looking quite camp. <laughs> the whole way through. Please. And then Potiphar sends Joseph to jail, and Joseph gets up, looking very hangdog, and sort of shuffles off to the corner of the room where there's some bars, like he's being sent to the naughty corner. <laughs> no one's dragging him, no one's forcing him. He's just like, oh, I'm in trouble. <laughs> Just a triangle of bars just there and he just walks in and just gets down to his knees and stays there. Although I do like the use of lighting there because you were kind of in the boudoir and it was all red and then they've, 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 moved, they've removed the lighting so that it's, it's like black in the back now and, and that was quite clever of them considering the budget they must have had for this. He just goes and just falls to his knees yeah. and sits there. And then a second later, the music for Close Every Door begins. Yeah, no, no cuts. No, no transitions. Nope. That's it. Yeah. So, so recommended. Highly. Oh, this version and every, uh, for everything. Um, the worst is behind us. <laughs> Both One More Angel and Potiphar behind This scene in the film made me very uncomfortable as a child, and it still makes me even more uncomfortable as an adult. Like, the, the sexuality is so over the top for no reason. Like, here you see they did it here, and it was still cutesy, it was still funny, and it worked without it being really, like, awful to experience. <laughs> yeah, I don't know why I had no questions as a child about this. Something that I do think is interesting is the way 
we viewed the 1920s in different points of time. Mm. Like here, the 1920s were very much, like you said, like the boat hats and the canes and the vaudeville. Whereas by the time we got to the 90s, it was all fringe and flapper and black and white. It, it, it's, they're both... Yeah, the Hollywood starlet kind of thing as yeah. well. They're both very 20s, but different interpretations of the 20s. And I think that's really interesting how much our view of a different time in our past changed pretty drastically over 20 years. Um, uh, which is why I think it, it's, it's a much better sort of pastiche or whatever yeah. than... definitely because at least this has something to do with musical theater i mean musical theater came out of this amongst other things so it's a little bit more understandable and it does work better is it a good number no i would probably put it in like the d list of like overall songs of the show both as far as like memorability as far the song the song uh, as far as like how memorable it is, how much it's like a whoa, like oh my god, that's an iconic Joseph song. Like people don't really care about this song very much. Yeah, it's not it's not up there as the one you remember, but I I think it's catchy enough that it it, it gets stuck in your head. Yeah, <laughs> it's been stuck in my head the past week. Um, <laughs> and the roars are all incredible. Yes. Every version, bar the first two, have a very impressive roar on Potiphar's part. Um, and yeah, don't watch the scene in the film if you are sensitive to those kinds of things because it's not good at all. And I wonder how modern productions do this scene. I really yeah. wonder. So yeah, it's it's interesting because it's it's like like I said, I think it's obviously sold as not good. <laughs> so, but it's also. A bit hammy and fun, yeah. And it's, so it's it's a hard sell, yeah. <laughs> and moving from one difficult and uncomfortable topic, next week we will be talking about close every door. I think that might be the one that gets us cancelled. The most Jewish song for musical theater since "If I Were a Rich Man," and it was written by two boys. We're we're gonna have some fun with this one. Mm, fun. <laughs> I might cry. <laughs> yeah. Goodbye. <laughs>